Welcome to the first Maroon Weekly episode of the 2023-2024 school year. We're thrilled to be back on campus. As always, I'm your host, Greg. And I'm, uh, sorry, Greg. And I'm joined by... Jake Zucker. It's good to be back. All right. So, Jake, tell us, what's, uh, how's your first week been? It's been good. Um, it's good to be back on campus. I'm living off campus now with three of my roommates. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a sort of different mode of being at the University of Chicago. Uh, a lot of time in the A level. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to a new quarter. How about you, Greg? First week went well. Um, I have a slew of interviews coming up, so I'm bracing for those. Um, as for my dorm situation, I have to say, so I'm living in a Woodlawn single this year. Um, I've heard terrible things about Woodlawn from yes, you yes. and from other people, but I have to say it's great. I really enjoy it. And I'm not, this isn't like Stockholm Syndrome, I don't think. Um, house <laughs> culture is bustling. There is, really? um, bathrooms are clean daily. No issues with soundproofing. There's really, I just love so many aspects about it. Yeah, whenever I walk through Woodlawn, I'm, um, I'm taken aback by how small the house lounges are. It feels like something that would make it more difficult to cultivate any sort of house culture. Have you been engaging with your house? What house I are have, you in? I have. Uh, we had, what do they call it, like RD's night? Sure. Night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I went with my house to that. Yeah, it's been great. All right. Let's get started with a story on the Lyft Ride Smart program. That program, which began two years ago and provides University of Chicago students with subsidized Lyft rides in and around our campus, has been scaled back this year. Previously, 10, months, 10 rides each month were subsidized by up to $15, but now only 7 rides each month will be subsidized by up to $10. These rides are available from 5 p.m. to 4 a.m. 7 days a week. The program was first changed in July, but the reduction in subsidized lift has persisted even as the school year began. University spokesperson Gerald McSwiggan encouraged students to take the university's YouGo night ride shuttle when circumstances allow. That shuttle runs four routes from 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. every 15 or 30 minutes. This brief report is based on an article written by Eric Fain for the Chicago Maroon, which you can find on the Maroon's website. Are you a frequent consumer of the Lyft Ride Smart program? I am not. I never you use it. You are not? You never do it? I think no. that makes you a bit of an outlier by you Chicago standards. I use it pretty frequently. I think there were a couple months last year where I ran out of my, like, you know, 10 allotted rides. This year, I expect to, you know, want to take it more often because I'm living um, all the way up on 51st, so it's a bit, a bit of a schlep to get... Uh, home late at night if I'm doing something closer to campus, but um, yeah, I guess I just won't have as many as many lifts or as much money per lift, which isn't great. Could always walk. You can't always walk. Can't always walk. It's a it's a it's a long walk. People do worry late at night. I'm I'm never quite so worried um, about that, but uh, it just takes time, you know. And divvy bikes are good during the day, but um, late at night, especially if I've had something to drink, maybe not. A good idea to take a divvy bike. I've know. never used divvy bikes. You've never used no, a divvy bike either. I've never used one. I used a divvy bike just an hour ago to get to uh, the Logan Center because I didn't want to walk. I didn't want to get up early and walk all the way from 51st down to what is this, 61st? It's an eight-minute so bike ride. Very easy. A lot easier to do it that way for me. The walk personally. isn't so bad. It's 30 minutes. Well, yeah, that's not so bad. But if I could choose between 30 and eight, that's a pretty easy decision for me. I don't know. Any, I need the exercise. You need the exercise. Yeah, yeah sure. That's my sure. excuse. I, I, yeah, you know, I got plenty of walking in. Um, I went for a run the other day. I ran up to uh, 35th and turned right on the bridge to come back along the lake. You ever been to that part of the lakefront? No. There's something called the Burnham Wildlife Corridor up there. A ton of beautiful flowers, some like nice nature walks that I, I'll go on at some point. Um, it's really beautiful. I, I highly recommend listeners. Check out the Burnham Wildlife Corridor on the lake. All right, with that, let's go on to 
uh, U.S. News. So as you've probably heard, UChicago has dropped to number 12 in U.S. News rankings. And this marks the first time in nearly two decades that UChicago has gotten knocked out of the top 10. The downgrade comes amid a significant revamp of U.S. News's formula that saw metrics including class size removed. Um, and the publication claims that selected metrics were removed from consideration because they were not universally reported by schools or the U.S. Department of Education. Um, and the decision to forego class size specifically has been impactful to the university's ranking. Core classes have long been capped at 19 students, um, which the U.S. News formally considered to be a small class. In 2008, then Dean of College Enrollment Michael Beneke cited the policy as an example of how administrators had looked to improve the university's position and rankings, um, but now we're number 12. And the story was published by Nikhil J.S. Wall. So I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you ask me, and I, you know, granted, some of the things I say may be divisive, but if you ask me, this is pretty you know, long overdue. I think oh. East Chicago is exceptional in many respects. And, um, you know, I don't know what it's like at other schools. You know, I haven't had, you know, I, I don't know what it's like at Northwestern. But if you look at the data, right, I think it's no secret that UChicago has historically done a fairly poor job of promoting social mobility relative to peer institutions. Um, and so because of that, I think that it was tied with UPenn, I think as recently as last year, it never made sense to me. Um, the way I see it, you can't have it both ways, right? So you Chicago historically peddles the life of the mind and learning for the sake of learning. Um, and I don't think, you know, you can be surprised when students pursue lower paying careers, such as in academia. Um, so, last year, so that brings up another question, yeah, if yeah. I may. Do you think that a school should be ranked lower simply because its students are more likely to pursue lower paying fields? I, I think that's a fair argument. I, I mean, I think that just gets into a whole discussion about, you know, what the purpose of college is, right? Sure. If, it's to edu if it's to prepare you for academia, obviously Chicago is doing a great job of that, but I don't, is that the case for a lot of people? I don't think anyone would say that universities are supposed to prepare you for academia, but they, mm. they, you can say that they're more about like enrichment and right. a broad education than simply being a place that conditions you to go into high paying fields, um, you know, which will show up better right. on a social mobility thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I think you can get that sort of enrichment at a school like Northwestern or Princeton, which have, which do just a better job of, you know, they're just more well-rounded, I guess. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, so I don't know. Like a, a good example of this mindset is that I went to a panel discussion last year um, in the reg on the effects of AI in academia. Um, one of the panelists, who is a professor of sociology, said something to the effect of, I'm not concerned with your career ambitions or your grades. And she was referring to students. And then a CS professor you know, Sotomayor. I right? do know yeah. Borja, yeah. Um, You know, he countered by saying, you know, students don't live in a vacuum. You can't pre pretend that they don't have lives outside of college and career ambitions and et cetera. And I think for me, that resonated. Um, don't get me wrong. I like the life, of the life of the mind. I like the idea of, you know, enrichment and whatnot. Um, but I do think, I, I don't think it's fair to completely dismiss these rankings. I know there's, you know, a lot to be said about the validity of them. But I, I think social mobility is where UChicago has lagged behind.
Yeah, I, I also have an un- the understanding that um, it's because of our poor scores in social mobility that we dropped. Um, I think it's sort of unfortunate that they stopped considering the smaller class sizes. I at least get a lot out of being in those, you know, 19-person civ classes. Um, and I'd like to, I should probably look at more data on how we perform in the social mobility stuff compared to other schools instead of just trusting, you know, the way U.S. News does it. Uh, I also don't think that the university really is like, you know, as much fully zoned in, uh, honed into life of the mind as maybe it used to be. I don't think we just sort of let career stuff fall by the wayside. Um, But yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, it is the same school it was three weeks ago before these rankings came out when we were still a top six university. Um, Top three as of what, like four years ago. Uh, nothing's really changed. Um, And yeah, you know, it'll be the same university experience. I hope people don't let this get to their heads too much. And also, this is all according to U.S. News. Per Wall Street Journal, we're what? Oh, yeah. According to the other, the other <laughs> <laughs> outlets, we do a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, on another more frivolous, perhaps, note, Finn Hartnett covered, covered pickleball in Chicago for the Maroon. Pickleball, which, for those who aren't aware, is sort of like a scaled-down, more accessible version of tennis, was ranked by the Sport, Fitness, and Industry Association as the fastest-growing sport in the U.S. in both 2021 and 2022. Finn, for the Maroon, charted the sport's recent rise to prominence locally, with the Chicago Park District planning to open 50 new pickleball courts by 2025, with many of those actually replacing tennis courts. From reading his article, I know that UChicago now has its own pickleball club, which meets once a week for for pickup matches. Pickup pickleball matches. Say that ten times fast. The founder of the website Pickleheads, which keeps data on pickleball courts and helps people organize games, spoke with Finn. He believes that within five years, colleges will start having varsity pickleball teams and expressed hope that pickleball will be played at the Summer Olympics in 2028. Brian Bach, Associate Director of Athletics at the university and an avid pickleball player himself, did not believe that UChicago would have a varsity pickleball team anytime soon, but thought a club team could certainly take off. I myself tried pickleball this summer with friends and really enjoyed it. There's one court near my apartment back home in Boston that I would bring people to and Everyone I brought enjoyed it. I've also brought my roommates here in Chicago to the very nice pickleball courts up in Kenwood at Gwendolyn Brooks Park. Uh, Anyone who wants to play pickleball, you should try going up to Kenwood. It's a beautiful place. Nice neighborhood. Good pickleball courts. Have you ever played pickleball, Greg? I did in high school. Yeah, in high school? I don't think it was really on my radar in high school. Mm. No, we played it in PE class. PE class. Wow. Oh, you are from, like, that part of New York. But we didn't we didn't play <laughs> proper dedicated pick. We just played sure, sure, tennis sure. courts, you know. Yeah. Um, and also in the gym, it was sure. an interesting experience. But yeah, I, I was I was pretty good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you should come up to Gwendolyn Brooks Park sometime. We should play. It's it's a fun it's a fun game. It's it really is super accessible. You can take anyone. They can figure it out pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, I went with my roommates and we we played some very intense doubles matches and then singles. One of my roommates, um, I beat him 11-9 the first game we played, but then we came back a few days later, and he'd improved, and he demolished me. You know, that's what happens. You also played against some older... Yeah, yeah, back in Boston, uh, a friend and I would go to, like, the, you know, the recreational pickleball games that our town put on. It was an older crowd. I don't know that there was anyone else there under, I don't know, 55. And they were good. They were they were good at pickleball. They they knew their they knew their stuff, um, especially doubles pickleball, which doesn't require as much mobility. I think that's why a lot of older people are drawn to it. Um, you still have to be very much coordinated, but you don't have to cover ground in the court the same way as say a tennis match or a, even singles pickleball, which I personally think I prefer. It's a little more active. Gets my heart rate going. All right, I think that's all we have for this week. Be sure to check out our Hyde Park Jazz Festival interviews up on the website. As always, I'm Greg. And I'm Jake. 
and we'll see you next week.